Roderick on the Line is sponsored by Instapaper, the critically acclaimed app that saves web pages to read later. Get it now at instapaper.com or search for Instapaper in the App Store. Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How are you? <clears throat> I'm good. <laughs> I'm a little mad. No, what happened? I've got ants. Oh, boy. I've got serious ants. Like, I've got ants. And they're, they are in the least likely place for ants to be in one's home. <laughs> like ants in the kitchen, I understand. Ants around the bathtub where you eat your sandwiches, <laughs> I understand. But, that's, that's just something you accept. It's a fact of life. Yeah, but I have ants in my, in my bathroom sink, and I don't understand what they are doing there. Hmm. Are, they, are they eating skin flakes? Are they spying on me? I don't understand it, but I have been I have been killing them with my thumb, <laughs> and I have created a kind of ant holocaust. <laughs> are, you, are you trying to make an example out of them? Well, I feel like I have created a kind of killing field where the ants <laughs> the the ants that come later they see the the thousands of skulls of their of the ants that came before. All the ants that were wearing glasses, all the ants that had college educations, yes. I have squashed them all. And I would think that the, the later ants would be, would be scared away or would go back to the queen and say, this is bad. This is a bad scene up here. Let's try a different sink. Let's try a different sink. Let's get out of this house. I don't like this place You're, you're, like, you're, you're kind of like, uh, like insect Kurtz. I'm a little bit of an insect Kurtz. He's not a, he's not a crazy man. <laughs> he's a great man. But anyway, they keep, they keep coming, and I'm I'm I stand there, and I'm like, for them to get there to the second floor to that sink, they would have to be everywhere. They would have to be in the walls. They would have to be. They would have to be in my in my drawers. There there are ants in my pants, Merlin. Mm, mm. You see, you're like a Salvador Dali painting. I and I, I, I um, do the hula dance. Hmm, that's pretty good. You should write that down. I should. You could use that. I could. I have. <laughs> I um. I, I there. Just so you know, I might be. I might be able to help you with this a little bit. There are several books by E.O. Wilson that I have not finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Including Elements of Style. Yeah. Sure. E.B. E. White and uh, E.O. Wilson. Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> E.I.O. But there's. Uh, I, I'm fascinated by ants, and uh, I have actually a lot of respect for ants. Oh, right. Sure. They're great. No, in I mean, gar- well, it's funny because in our house, this is a big topic of discussion in our home. Not that this matters here, but uh, we have three very, very different feelings about ants. My wife, oh. my wife, despite we get what they call sugar ants. It's those little tiny ants that you get yeah. when it rains. That's what I have. I guess they get when it when it gets wet, you know, or rainy. They get pushed out of their little ant home. They start looking for different places, and I guess they get curious. Hmm. You know, so now, now, oh, um, wait a minute! You're telling me they have curiosity? I don't know. Now I, I feel I, terrible. I didn't finish the book. But I don't know. I don't know much about them. I, I look so wait, at your, aunt, your wife wants no ants. My wife wants. My wife despises ants. All right. Now, who is the Buddhist that is pro ant? I am somewhere near them. They call it. They call it the spectrum. Um, I'm about halfway down the spectrum. Where I I don't like. To me, it's like what? It's like anchovies and ex girlfriends. I just I don't like being surprised. You know. Right. I don't like. I don't like ants showing up. I go, ah. I, I have a little bit of a start. When, when I see ants, but then I'm mostly okay with it. My daughter loves the ants. Aww. She came to my office, which is ridden with ants right now, and she, she came up to me and very gently said, Daddy, and she said, hold out your hand, and she, she, she let an ant crawl from her hand into my hand. Oh, she's a nature lover. Isn't that sweet? I, you know, 
So how could you kill the curious little ants that are just looking for a looking for shelter from the storm? Hmm. I hmm. I should finish that book. But my, my feeling is I've tried to be a good citizen, John. I mean, not a yeah. really good citizen, but I yeah, try yeah. to be on the spectrum. I try to be like an okay citizen. Yeah. Well, for instance, right now, yeah. I, I, I started to repair my bathtub. <laughs> I have two bathtubs in my house. So one of them was in need of some repair. So I, start, I took it apart and I'm start, I started to repair it. I've been using the other bathtub, which is the lesser of the two bathtubs. But while I have the one bathtub dismantled, a spider has taken up residence in the bathtub. Oh, I love spiders. And it's not of the kind of spider, it's, a, it's the kind of spider that, that, that uses a flat web. Uh, he's, he's made a web in the bottom of the bathtub. And I don't know what he is hoping to find. I, maybe he thinks that a monkey is going to fall into it. You mean like, like a trapeze uh, t- uh, net? Like, like horizontal? Yeah. yeah, it's kind of horizontal and it's sort of, it's a little bit, it's like connected to the bottom of the bathtub in multiple places. So it's kind of like a, it's just a sand trap. That's basically. more work than I've ever done in my entire life. Well, I know, but he is driven by his, by his genes in a way that you and I are not. It's true. We have, we have, we have divorced ourselves from our genetic motivation. I blame the culture of nice. You know what? Yeah, I think the public schools are to blame. But in any case, <laughs> this spider is living happily in my bathtub. And this is a bathroom that I don't let other people go into. Visitors don't come. Daddy's special bathroom? Female guests that come to the house are directed to a different bathroom. <laughs> because this is, this is dad's inner sanctum. Uh-huh. And so there's a spider right now in the bathtub. And I have no beef with this spider. He's not bothering me. He's waiting for monkeys to fall into his net. And so, and no girl is going to walk in there and scream and say, there's a spider in your bathtub and force me to deal with it. So the spider and I have, have reached a, a, a comfortable rapprochement. My only question is, why is he not in the middle of the night eating these ants that are, that are sharing the bathtub with him? Or sharing the bathroom with him, rather. And I've, I've come to the conclusion that spiders don't eat ants. I think, that's, I think that it's a, a very sound conclusion. Spiders don't eat ants. I've never seen a spider eat an ant. You know, I, I haven't either. I haven't watched for it enough to say. I, I do think... I've spent a lot of time watching spiders. Oh, oh, I... I am, for practical purposes, hypnotized by spiders. You're I, hypnotized. I, I, I like them a lot. I really like spiders. And I don't know if this is some old wives' tale, not to work ping pong, but I, for some reason, I feel like when I see a spider, it feels like good luck. I, oh. like, I like a spider. And I, I really, when I was little, I'd kill anything. You should anything. move to Seattle. <laughs> you would have good luck all is that, the time. Is that, uh, is that spider country? Oh, boy, is it ever. Spider, huh. spider, spider, spider. That's oh. our state motto. Spider, uh, spider, spider. Welcome to Washington. That's a, that's, a, that's a terrific motto. I'd like, spider, to, I'd like to, I want to circle back to this, but I mean, I, I want to get to the rapprochement part because I don't understand how you can have one. First of all, taking part of bathtub sounds like a lot of work. It is. A tremendous amount of work. It, it took that's, our, why it's, that's why it's still taken apart. But so where, where it's you like, ha- It's like when somebody tries to restore a fiat. <laughs> that's it's, funny. It's very easy to take a fiat apart. I've never seen an MG altogether. I've only ever seen MGs that somebody started working on and never finished. Right. right. I don't think anybody's ever finished an MG. No, they take them apart and then they think that they're going to drop a Chevy 350 in them. Mm. And then they have a bucket of parts in the garage. So yeah. that's what's happened with my bathtub. I'm sorry to say I took it apart. <clears throat> and then I realized that, I, that there were other things that needed to be fixed while I had the bathtub apart. And then pretty soon I was building 
a seven-sided lighthouse made of dreams. <laughs> but and, where, where, I mean, I, not to put too fine a point on it, but w- where do you enjoy your subs now? You don't want to disturb the spider. Obviously, you've got, you've got a certain, is, do you consider it a nemesis or, or a companion? You, you, don't want to, you don't want to screw up his web, but like, you need a place to have a sub. Yeah, I know. I'm having it in the secondary bathtub, the lesser bathtub. Oh, I see. So the under-construction bathtub where ladies are allowed to use the bathroom, the under-construction bathroom is where the spider is living. Under construction bathroom is is the major bathtub mm-hmm. that has the uh, that has the bubbles. It has the electronic bubbles. Whoa! Wait a minute! Stop there! You got jets? Jets? It's got jets. <gasps> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Do yeah, you ever have ladies jets. in there that uh, hold a drink and like to run their fingers through their hair? Um, <clears throat> I have <laughs> never allowed anyone to bring a drink into my bathtub that, other than me, because there's no room on my bath desk. For more drinks after you I have, don't I call, have a bath desk. Of course, I have a bath desk. I, <laughs> I built a bath desk. And, and, <laughs> What'd you make it out of? Well, I went to the <clears throat> I went to the thrift store and I found one of those um, one of those serving trays that if you had a manservant, <laughs> your manservant would bring your breakfast, your continental breakfast, and your your copy of the London Times. So it's roomy. It's nice. It's big, but it wasn't big enough. These these uh, these these trays that that are meant to go on your lap while you're sitting in bed are not, they do not span a bathtub. The bathtub's quite a bit wider. You, you, you're not talking about, I'm sorry, you're, you're not talking about a bathtub side uh, table or, or like a stool. You're talking about something you can literally have go across the bathtub in front of you. You can, you can do your work. You can Correct. enjoy a sandwich. You Correct. can work on your memoirs. Correct. In fact, wow. <clears throat> so here's what I have on a typical, when I'm, when I'm bathing in the major bathtub, on a, 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 in a typical afternoon, I have a large mug of coffee. <laughs> then I have a secondary drink, either an Arnold Palmer, a fruity pleaser, or a uh, or a smoothie if it's really the hot season. <laughs> and then there, there, then there's the plate with the with the you main sandwich. You actually have two hot beverages right over your dingus on a tray. No, one's hot, one's cold. The coffee's hot, the the smoothie's cold. Okay. And then I have the the sandwich. Which would be the which would be the major part of the meal, and then I have the 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 lesser meal, which is like a scone or a snack, and then a stack of magazines, and then a stack of unfinished crossword puzzles and sudokus, and then uh, my my pen and and notepad. Uh-huh. And that 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 that's basically it. Maybe once, once, I get, once I get past the utter insanity of that. I, I can't believe I don't do that. It's incredible. And all I had to do, I bought this serving tray for a dollar at a at a thrift store, and I added some, <clears throat> you know, I, I I beefed it up. I added some supporting cross members, uh, and uh, and then I then I put two big sort of um, the main supports, the main beams, the the, the load bearing beams, mm-hmm. and now I keep it next to the bathtub. And when I get in the bath. I I start to draw the bath and then I take the tray downstairs and I load it up with all of my bath accoutrements and then uh, bring it bring it up and I climb in the bath and I put my little table down. I'm in there all afternoon. Now, do you let some of the water out and then get more hot water in? How do you how do you keep it how do you keep it comfortable that for for, for that whole afternoon? Well, in a lesser bathtub, yes, it's a constant Ugh. constant. Uh, that must be miserable, John. This is this is put put a serious uh, ch- if I could say not to work ping pong serious chink in, in your no, work, no, no, in your workflow. 
it, it, it doesn't because it's because I've worked it out so that it's there, you know, there are so many different kinds of bathtubs you can have. There's the one so many where you can leave. I used when I grew up, uh, in my childhood, I, which is where you grow up. Mm -hmm. I had a, uh, I had a bathtub where I could turn the slightest trickle of very hot water that just trickled. And it was like a, it, it was like I was at a Buddhist retreat. This water was just like ticket, 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 and it was very hot, and it kept the bath at an even temperature as the bath cooled. This little teeny trickle of hot water just replenished and rejuvenated. These other it was it was a homeostatic drip. That's right. These other faucets, the ones where when you turn it on, it's cold, and you have to crank it all the way over to full to get it to be hot. Mm -hmm. I don't understand who designed that. It's a terrible design. What if you want a little bit of hot? You cannot get it. And, and that seems to be certainly what you find in hotel rooms. These oh, terrible where you got the, well, Have you ever been in a hotel room? The first time I saw this, I, at first I couldn't understand it. I, I, I often have trouble understanding showers. I like to come back to your mom's house. She has mm -hmm. the most confusing shower bath I've ever used in my it's life. A little, there are seven handles. Well, I don't know if you remember what happened. There was an incident. But, mm -hmm. but, but I like the things in a hotel where they got a separate dingus for the temperature and for the pressure. So you could uh, have you could have a you know what I'm talking about you could have a super yeah. hot uh, you know you could have uh, you could have what I don't know what I don't know what 110 degrees or whatever and then you could have just be a little bit in the shower you know what I mean I, I think nice. that's very responsible that's an accelerator and a brake or better put it maybe it's an accelerator and a steering wheel the you brake know, the should, brake would be the the the, uh, the drain people should have the power placed into their trust to determine how hot they want their water and how much water they want. And this is part of the overall problem of, of the sort of paternalism that is rife in America. Have you mm -hmm. noticed how many stop signs there are in America? Oh, I've noticed. How many of those stop signs are absolutely necessary? Six. That's right. There are six absolutely necessary stop signs in the entire United States. Three of, and, three of them are four-way stops, and, and, and some of the other ones we could probably let go in the next five to seven years. Every other stop sign in the country is a, is a total waste because when you arrive at an intersection, if there is no stop sign there, unless you are, unless you are a 95-year-old man and you, are, and you left the house that morning thinking, how many people can I run over before I die, you're going to arrive at that intersection and you're going to say, look both ways. If there's another car there, you make some determination who's going to go. If only, John. But here's this freaking stop sign and everybody has to stop and we're all standing there like... We're all being controlled by this piece of aluminum, and we're, we're just like cows. Like, oh, I have to stop. He stops. We all stop. Now we go one at a time. Duh. I, I hate this. I hate this world. Yeah. I really do. There's a lot you could do to improve it. Well, I don't I, want stop signs. In, I, in the, in the world know. of Super Train, there will be no stop signs. How will, how will you handle people? Will, you, people, will people be educated to, to, to know what to do? Or will there be some kind of a literal crane that that's, you wouldn't want to impede people's flow? I'm guessing you would only want a population that would understand that you don't need a fucking stop sign. Well, what will happen, <clears throat> I, I, I'm afraid to say, is that it will be much harder to get a driver's license. <laughs> it would be like medical school. <laughs> just under medical school, it'll be harder to, harder to get a driver's license D than it will school. to be a dental lawyer. School. <laughs> I, you know what? I want the highest qualified dentists. Mm -hmm. Speaking as someone who has had a lot of hands in his mouth, mm -hmm. I mm. want the dentists to be, I want the dentist to go through like an astronaut training. Mm -hmm. um, doctors, they just, I, I, I've yet to meet a doctor that knew what the hell they were talking about. If Kirsten about. needs a ride, she hops right in and the DDS takes her where he needs to go. I think when dentists are 
when dentists have to go through astronaut training, they will stop naming their daughters Kirsten. No kidding. That, no, no, that's absolutely true. I Don't think you have to move re- to Texas to become an astronaut? You what might do they have do? to move to Texas in super, super train land to, in order to be a dentist. You but, might have to go to Texas for a How do you handle years. the skateboards, uh, the skateboard and bike problem? I mean, because I, I know, I, first of all, let me just say, I think this is a problem. I think they don't see, see stop signs. I don't know if it's by virtue of the fact that they're a few inches off the ground, but I don't think people on, on skateboards and bicycles, I used to think, I used to think when I was a smaller person that they were just ignoring them. I now yeah. think they, they might be a little goofy. I think they might be on the bicycle spectrum and they do not see stop signs. Oh, they see them. You think they so? see them. And every time they run one, it is in their minds an act of resistance. Right. Look at what cars look at what cars do, John. You know they, what cars do? They they are look, at, look at cars. Yeah. Cars That's the response. Cars. When I say this to people, like do you understand how irresponsible it is to be coming down a 20, 20 degree angle hill and mm-hmm. blow through a stop sign on a busy street? A one, you know, you know, you know not a four way. Like mm-hmm. you're going to blow through a stop sign and there's a busy road, people are going to be going down there with their kids and their dogs. Yeah. And you you blow right through there. And and you well, know what they say? They say, well, and seriously, this is the response. Response is, oh yeah, well you know what cars do. Mm. And I just I don't see where, where I mean, does Supertrain have a solution? I mean, here's let me the, put it differently. What is Supertrain's solution for dealing with the bikers? Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I spent 15 years living in Seattle with no car, and I was one of those pedestrians. I'm embarrassed to say now, now that I'm a car driver and I drive everywhere, I'm embarrassed. At what kind of pedestrian I was. And I think you can guess. I was, first of all, the kind of pedestrian that, that wore a soul patch. Mm. And I was the kind of pedestrian... That makes, you, that makes you a target right off the bat. I was really, really... This was the 90s. Yeah. But I did have a soul patch. Mm. How big? Was it, an, uh, was it, no, an, was it a negligible? Trim. Was it like an, one of those negligible ones that looks like it, it, it might be some kale or something? It was, it was blonde hair, and it looked like maybe Ugh. I just missed it when I was shaving. But it, it sounds was a little puby. It was there. It wasn't puby. It's, it wasn't curly. It was just a little little blonde, little tuft that I would stroke when I was thinking deep thoughts. You can't think a deep, deep <clears throat> thought with a soul patch. Well, I realize that now. Okay. But it was the 90s. Yeah. In any case. Streets had to be crossed. I'm going across streets. I'm, I'm on my feet. I don't have a car. I don't even... Uh, it's been so long since I've had a car, I don't even remember what it's like. I don't, I don't look at people in cars as being in the same species as I am. Like, people in cars are people who are eating antibiotic-treated beef. And I am walking the streets of Seattle with a soul patch, and I am eating only, like, lightly steamed vegetables. It's like we're different... We're, we're, we're totally different populations. And I would step out in front of a moving car and turn my head slowly and glare at the driver until they not only came to a stop, but didn't squeak their brakes. Like if a driver squeaked their brakes at me, I would glare. What's well, the kind I, of threat? It was. Well, yeah, sure. A squeak. Don't mm-hmm. squeak your brakes at me. Uh, there were multiple times where I would put my hand on the hood of somebody's car and eyeball them as I was walking past. Like, I was such a dick. And, and it was based on the concept that pedestrians are, not only do they have the right of way, but pedestrians are right. Pedestrians are morally right. Again, it was the 90s. I was a young person. Mm-hmm. I did not fully understand that one day I would be driving a car and people would walk across the street and look at me, not anywhere near with the glare of the, with the self-righteous glare that I used. People would just look at me sometimes as I'm waiting at a light and I look at them now and go, what are you looking at? Keep moving, the walkie. 
keep walking. Walkity walk walk. Get out of the road. Mm-hmm. But at the time, oh my God, I would I would str- I would I would lope across the street, taking my sweet time. And so, with that history, with that sordid history, when I see a bicyclist who is who has those earplugs, those big ear earrings that are like that are like sink stoppers. Oh, you're talking I, about like the grommet lobes? The grommet lobes. I hate when I those. see a guy like that with his bike messenger bag and his Ugh. his uh, loud pipe save lives bumper sticker, he's got, his, he's got his bike lock in his back pocket in case he yeah. wants to wants to hit your mirror. Yeah, skinny jeans and one of them's rolled up and tucked in his sock. When I see one of those guys blow through a stop sign, Oof. and I go, "Oh, oh, you little prick!" I remember what a prick I was, and I think, "Hmm." All right. Yeah, well, you're you're falling into the same poor logic there. I mean, there has to be a detente. San Francisco. I I am a kind of a pissy San Francisco pedestrian, mm-hmm. and but 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 I'm also I try really hard to be a very considerate driver when it comes to pedestrians. Because here's the thing: you move to a fruitcake city like this because you want a certain theoretical quality of life. Right. This is my feeling. We're living in a society to quote George Costanza. And, yes. and I, I really think that if you move to San Francisco, my neighborhood, my neighborhood is in... But you are lawful good. No. You're lawful neutral. I'm a ranger. But rangers have to be lawful something, right? No, chaotic, I think. I'm not sure. No, you, we'll, do, we'll have you, to look that up. You put a lot of... You put a lot of uh, I, I, I think that ultimately you believe in the law. You believe in laws. Oh, I need the law. I need, I need, I need the uh, the monkey web for sure. Yeah, and I think, I think you're, what you were saying is that 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 there that this population of bicyclists has, as a group, adopted a kind of anarchic approach to traffic laws, and that that doesn't suit you. I'm kind of, most of them saying they're assholes. Uh, I, I mean, there, there may be some kind of a deeper Weltanschauung, but I think, I think mostly uh, there's this sense of entitlement uh, that comes from absolutely nowhere. And do you think? Do you think that that riding bicycles attracts assholes? That's or a, riding see, bicycles this is an attra- John, you are really onto something. I, I just hope that God Supertrain has an answer because I, I can't tell the difference. It's like, do, uh, do, uh, does business development exist to attract douchebags, or is it that, that if we didn't have, you know, the, the douchebags have made? The, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a, it's a Gordian knot. You know, I went to college. Yeah, I did not graduate, but I went. No, no. And uh, I think that business development uh, is there to, uh, to to attract assholes because the, the, you could uh, on orientation day you could walk around and just just by the haircut pick the guys who were majoring in business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They came that way already. They were selfish, born, selfish haircuts. Well, or just like just like two. Too done. Why are you wearing your hair like that? It's a it's, it's freshman orientation. You should be here in pizza stained sweats. Mm-hmm. Instead, you got your hair all done. What is that about? Yeah, it's a it's a thing that it's a thing their parents did to them. I, I just feel like I so the neighborhood I live in, which you've been to numerous times, is yeah. in something like the ninety something percentile of walkable neighborhoods. I've looked this up on some internet yeah, thing. It's very walkable, <laughs> although there is a slight incline. If I was if I was uh, differently abled, mm-hmm. I might find it hard to get down to the beach and then all the way back up. Yeah, I really think hills are ableist. Yeah, um, well, they are. They yeah. should be leveled. 
Absolutely. No question about it. Um, but it's funny. They, uh, they recently redid that big park that the soldiers ran out of towards you, you know, across oh, the street. Did. Oh, yeah. They did a really great job with it. It took them a long time. And uh, it, it, was, it could stand to redo that park. Well, and it's funny. It was, very, it was somewhat melancholy for me because they knocked down the playground that, you know, I oh. play with my kid on. It was, it was, but they brought it back up. And, oh, man, it's great. They, did they, you hear the howling of a, of a Confederate army that was displaced? Did they, did I, I got to be honest with their, you. We've got. I can't tell if it's a gold-shouldered or red-tailed hawk. Is hmm. that right, gold-shouldered? Anyway, I, I got this new app for my uh, iPad that helps me identify birds. But uh, I couldn't tell. It, there's, it could have been a hawk, but you know, it could have been. It could have been a private for from Virginia. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, uh, yes. See you now. Now I. God damn it, pedestrian pennies. I want to come back I, to this. I, you, I have you, a lady. You know, I have a lady friend here in Seattle who yeah. was recently attacked by a crow on a downtown street. Ah, fucking not a raven, a crow. A crow. Crows get pretty big. I think I confuse my ravens and crows. Yeah, they have different faces. Oh, okay. Can you, do you give any... us? Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> ravens speak. Uh, if you if you if you look I, them I, up. I don't, I don't mean to cut you off. It's just you get you get so very close to helping me on so many things, and I, I feel like I, my my stack is getting very thick. Yeah, ravens and crows are very different. Ravens can actually pick locks. Ravens can do simple coding. I bet uh, ravens see stop signs. I had uh, I had actually had a website website designed by a raven or a team of ravens. Mm-hmm. Crows are are slightly less sophisticated, but they're they're also very social. And it, and she was walking downtown, and a raven swooped down Oof. in her hair. And this is in the middle of a busy downtown street. And so she was trying to figure out what this was about. What, what you know? She's like, "Is the raven protecting its nest?" I'm like, "No, it's a raven doesn't nest on a sidewalk in the middle of town. Ravens nest far, far out of town." I don't. I couldn't explain what the problem was, but but what I did is that because of discrimination. Uh, that's right. They're 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 redlined. Ravens are. Ca- mm-hmm. they, call it, kept, they call it steering. They say, let me, let me show you these. Town. You know what? These houses are nice. I think you'd be happier over <laughs> yeah. in this neighborhood. Yeah. There's a lot more <laughs> ravens and blackbirds here. Welcome to our party. Have you met Muhammad Abu? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is that Animal House? <laughs> that's Animal House. Yeah. Um, but I said to her, "Here's the thing with ravens mm-hmm. or and crows. Ravens and crows. They talk to each other at night." They, they compare notes. It may not even be that you did something at that moment to personally offend that particular crow. It may be that you have been impolite to crows in general, and they have targeted you. They're sharing intelligence. That's right. They absolutely are. Now, like you, now you're the one. Now, you're the one who says you say, uh, you say that the Soviets are the ones who, who, uh, who, who won the war in, in Europe, right? They're the ones who did all the heavy lifting over there. Was that, was that your quote? You, you had a long day of quotes, and I couldn't keep up with all of them. But yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it's like the allies. It's like the yeah. allies. We all do different things. When the war is over, we have very different, you know, things that we'd like to do, and sometimes we go, you know, at loggerheads about that. You're saying, you're saying here there's a certain kind of detente, that, 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 and they, they share information like the allies would. Well, but, but they are all, uh, crows are a borg, and uh, and, a, and a highly sophisticated one. I think There's you're thinking a f- of mockingbirds. Well, she- mockingbirds are a different thing. But I have very, I have very, very, I have, uh, I have deep and wide experience with ravens and crows. Really, growing up in Alaska, ravens are ravens stand four feet tall. Ugh. Uh, they wear that is chilling. They wear very, very nice outfits when they come to the DMV. They are they are mm-hmm. completely 
uh, they're a completely integrated part of. Hey, listen, of listen. Society. You don't have to go any further. I have a lot of very good friends who are ravens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some of them are extremely smart and articulate, and almost you, all of them are very clean. You know what? They're very clean. They're, they're very clean people. It's you know that's the thing is I I really hate to hear the casual discrimination against crows super and articulate. Some of them. Some of them, sure. Well, you know, but there's it, good ravens and bad ravens. We should probably move on. There was a there was an uh, an incredible piece written in the in the Anchorage Daily News in the mid '80s. About this guy who uh, who said, well, you know, we don't really know that much about ravens. We don't know where they sleep at night. We don't know really anything about them, <laughs> considering that they live all around us. I don't think that's correct. No, I, I, in fact, in fact, in this instance, it is, and I and I think it's true even of the crows. Don't you I think somebody them. in the raven racket would at some point follow a raven and see where it went to sleep? Let me tell you. Okay, my the- mother and I, for many many years, have at dusk gotten in our cars. And chased the crows as they congregate, as they fly out of the city, congregate, they, they do congregate in trees at the south end of the town. And once all the crows have gathered in one massive crow uh, parliament. <laughs> then, it's not a murder. It's, a it's parliament. Not a, at this point, it's a parliament because it is tens of thousands of crows. Oh, my then God. Then right at dusk, they all leave together. And fly to the mountains. And my mom and I, chasing after them in our cars, talk, communicating to each other on our phones, we have never been able to successfully find them, where they go. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> you've, got, Alaska, you've got mysterious, mysterious avian commuters, and you and your mom are in some Wes Anderson movie where you're driving in separate cars with walkie-talkies, and you are literally driving as the crow flies. That is right. We are chasing them, and they elude us every time. God damn it. But this guy in the 80s... He set out, he invented a gun that would shoot a net. It was a net gun. <laughs> and he went to, uh, to a certain mall in Anchorage where the Ravens all congregated at the dumpsters. And he got out of his van and he shot the net gun and he captured 10 Ravens. And the following day he drove up in the same van and all the Ravens split. So... He drove. Oh, they, he dro- you're saying they learned. Yeah. So he drove across town in this van, and he went to a different mall, and he shot his net gun and captured five ravens. And the following day, no matter what mall he went to in the city, when he drove into the parking lot in that van, the ravens split. Whoa. So he rented a, a, a new van, and he repeated this experiment. Soon he found that he could not drive into a mall parking lot in any kind of van, and the Ravens would split. What kind, of, what kind of time frame are we talking about? This is over the course of a few weeks. Are you kidding me? He started to arrive in a car. Then it got to the point that, the, that he, this is his reporting, that the Ravens recognized his face citywide. <laughs> so he started wearing masks. <laughs> and then... Anytime a raven saw is this peer reviewed? <laughs> this is this is absolutely. This is the, I, I have this article. Was this a weekly weekly column or a peer reviewed no, journal? This was this was this was a, <laughs> this this was a crow layman. This was a big feature in the Sunday supplement. Oh, okay. Well, so he says you can't make up crow masks and something he like says, that. Now, now, anytime a crow sees a person in a mask, they split. He tried Cheetos. Oh, wow. He got a couple ravens with Cheetos. Then they wouldn't eat Cheetos anymore. 
He tried, and so all summer long, he chased these ravens, trying to get enough, trying to capture enough ravens that he could tag them and let them go to have a significant, uh, you know, a significant sort of case. And he said uh, they thwarted him at every turn. He could never, he could never get a system down where he was capturing and tagging ravens because everything he tried. The f- within a day, every raven in the city knew what he was up to. And um, was he recently divorced? And that's just the beginning. This, this, this sounds I, like a recently divorced man. I watched two ravens once steal a box of raven. Uh, sorry, a box of raisins. Did I say it? I just watched two raisins steal a box of ravens? No, I think you almost said you watched. Not that I'll cut it out, but I, I think you yeah, said yeah, that you once you started to say that you once watched two ravens steal a box of ravens. Yeah. Also, cut out that E.B. White thing at the beginning. That's embarrassing. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, the ravens, one raven landed in front of my niece. She had a box of raisins. And he hopped up to her, right, just right out of her reach. She was an infant or a, like, a, like, a, like a two-year-old. And so she dropped the box of raisins and started to crawl to the bird. And he hopped back just right out of her reach. And she's crawling toward him. And as, he, as she gets away from the box of raisins... Another raven swoops in behind and starts eating the raisins. He had a partner. She turns around, sees the other bird, goes back to the box of raisins. The other bird starts hopping back. She follows the bird. The first raven goes, eats the raisins. And and I sat and watched this happen. These two birds ate her entire box of raisins, playing this like, I'm right here. I'm right here. You can catch me. Just, oh, here I am. Here I am. And they back and forth, back and forth until all her raisins were gone. Oh, my God. And now, anywhere that she goes in the city, she can't eat raisins. That's right. Even if she's wearing a mask. God, that's complicated. They are very complicated. So I told my I gotta lady learn, friend, I got to learn more. Now, we've kind of been fast and loose with ravens and crows. Your, your, your interest primarily here is in ravens. It sounds like they're the real trouble. Well, except that in Seattle, crows are much more, are much more common. And this has nothing to do with grackles. Uh, no, there are no grackles. Are grackles Not, stupid compared to, to ravens? I would never on on a on a public program mm-hmm. say that any bird was stupid because okay. I at this point believe that they are listening. <laughs> so I said to and you, my like you travel friend, a lot, John. You need to be able to move freely. Right, you need to keep these people right. on or these these birds on your side. I don't know whether the ravens in Alaska are communicating with the crows in Seattle. It's possible they could have a translator. Oh, I, I think based based on the the work of this gentleman in the mask, I think it's clear that we're 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 they're operating on a much higher level than anybody wants to admit. It's their world. We're we're just living in it. But ever, I said to my stopped? lady friend, you, you were attacked by a crow on a downtown street. What you need to start doing is do what I do, which is every time you see a crow, particularly a crow that, that flies down and lands at eye level, you know the way that sometimes you're walking along and there's suddenly a crow on a, on a fence? Oh, I hate that. He's looking right at you? Hate it. When that happens, you have to look at the crow and say, hello, crow, and, and eye to eye, boom, boom, boom. You're looking at him, he's looking at you, you say hello. Does that peg you as a bitch? What? No. You're, 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 you're showing your respect. You're showing respect, but you're also saying, I see you, motherfucker. Okay. I see you. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't walk around. If a, ra- if a crow or a raven flies down and lands on a fence and looks at you, mm-hmm. and you don't look at him, oh, whose world is it? No, crow. Crow's world. Crow's world. You need to look at that crow and say, I see you. And you see me, and mm-hmm. I say, hello, Crow. You don't say, hi, Mr. Crow. Let's settle this while it's easy. 
That's right. You know, you're, and the other thing is I've been beguiled by, by, by many animals, by ants and by spiders and crows and ravens, and, and, and I've been annoyed by grackles. But, uh, you know, this is one of those funny things. Grackles I, are I, some kind of Florida bird. I don't, we no, don't no, have... no, no. In Austin. You go to Austin, uh, oh, oh, it's oh, those oh, deafening oh. birds on the wires. Oh, right. The grackles of they, Austin. They pee on everything. Yeah. Mm. The Grackles of Austin. Mm-hmm. The Grackles of Austin. I think, I think Josh Josh just signed them not long ago. <laughs> I, I, here's the thing, though. And, you know, John, you know this. You're getting a little older. There are things... Okay, for example, you still eat spicy food. I used to be able to eat a lot of spicy food. And now if I eat spicy food, I'm going to be reading a lot. Okay? I know that. I accept that. There are some things that change in life. I'm going to tell you one thing that changed in my life. I used to think very little about birds in general. If there was a bird in front of me, I, 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 I'd say, well, that's a bird. You know, it was a macaw, I, 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 you know, or whatever you wanted to talk or, or fly around or whatever. I got to tell you, John, bird eyes freak the living shit out of me. Those beady, and I'm not even talking like, you know, Alfred Hitchcock movie. I'm just saying that as you look into the eyes of a crow or especially a raven and you try to figure out what is on that bird's mind, you're going to see fucking nothing but yellow looking back at you. And no matter how big the bird is, the eyes will always be beady, and that chills me. Mm-hmm. Do you get freaked well, out by bird eyes? I think they're super no. freaky. No, I don't get freaked out because I, I, feel like, <clears throat> I feel like I am meant to be here on Earth. Mm. And you, see, you, stand, stand, you stand your ground. Not only stand your ground, but establish. I, I establish with all animals, and in fact, all living things, including, including humans. Yes. I try to establish that I am here for a reason, and you can either aid me, or you will be defeated. Have you thought about printing that out and handing that to people, or is it something they should just intuit? The, it's not something they intuit. It's something that I communicate with my mind bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Are you always finding great articles on the web you'd love to read but just don't have the time? Instapaper saves web pages for reading later for iPad, iPhone, Android, and Kindle. You can read when you're waiting online, riding the bus, eating breakfast, or lying in bed. You can even read offline, great for when you're on a plane or the subway and don't have an internet connection. Pages are shown without clutter or distractions. You can adjust the text to a comfortable size and font and much more. Read more and read better by reading later with Instapaper. Get it now at instapaper.com or search for Instapaper in the App Store. (coughs) John, um, hey, now, okay. I got my bell back. You know what? We just turned a corner. We found a corner and we turned it. I hope there's no birds. Um, John, I... I I believe that grackles are commonly... I'm looking this up now. People commonly mistake... There's a common common grackles, which you're thinking They mistakenly call starlings grackles. Grackles are a thing. Are a, are a bird native to the Americas? Yes. Starlings are imported from Europe, and so we do have starlings in proliferation. Well, here's here. some fruitcake maybe in New York who wanted to have every. Uh, you ever hear this story? I know there's fruitcakes. No, this in New is York. it's a true story. This, this is first, everything the, in Shakespeare. Is this true? All the birds of Shakespeare in Central Park. I didn't dream that. No, no, no. And he released <gasps> he released a hundred starlings in Central Park in eighteen whenever. That seems like a terrible idea. And now there are billions and billions and billions. Yeah, you got you got the invasive exotics. Oh my goodness! Um, can I can I, I just have can I ask you just a couple quick questions? This will be quick. Of course. Okay. Um, do, do you agree that on the basis of your personality and and the background that, that that you let's just say based on your learning and your and your personality, you feel like you can go head to head with an animal in an environment of mutual respect. For the most part. For the most part. Are there some yeah. that you have trouble with? Or they have trouble with you? No, no, no. I mean, there are ones that are rabid. 
I'm not going to mess around with a rabbit animal. Okay. I, I, I met a guy. But you could control, you could control, I'm sorry to interrupt you, you could control this relationship with the rabbit animal probably better than 85% of other people, I'm guessing. It's not the I, total wild card. I have I have enough information that I can I can I could deal with a rabbit animal better than You're telling me you can deal with a promoter but you can't deal with a rabbit animal. Rabbit animal rabbit animals depending on how far the rabies has progressed. Mm-hmm. You really the only way to deal with them is with the with the blade end of a shovel. Do you have to think about it twice? I would I would I would not I would not kill a rabbit animal instantly because it might just be a pet that has eaten some laundry soap. I would. Does it really foam? It Does twice. it really? Is it real foam? Yeah, foam. Is is foam. is it like spittle? Like a like a math yeah, student spittle, would have? But, but like okay. foamy, foamy, foamy. Really? Mouthful. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna check off possibly uh, sort of yes, but it sounds to me like you go ahead, Dad. Would you not agree that in amongst this kingdom and these these fi- these phylum and and uh, kingdoms? I don't can't remember the other ones. Kingdom phylums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Genuses. What do you got? Genuses. Vulpus, vulpus. You, you got all these different things, and mm-hmm. it, it's. Do you, would you not acknowledge that there is a certain power in that ability to commune with them? What I'm trying to get at, John, is when it is finally time, and I don't want you talking time frame. I think that's yeah. careless. When the super train generation tr- mm-hmm. well and truly arrives in a way that it's no longer a rumor, it's just something you're fucking dealing with now. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you might like to be in a position where you can harness some of this power? Somebody you talk to a spider who could make a monkey net, or mm-hmm. possibly a, a grackle, a, a common grackle, or an uncommon raven. Somebody who could go out and literally figure things out on your behalf as an agent for you. You've reached mm-hmm. a detente or a rapprochement. Mm-hmm. Is this something that could be part of the the, the super train program? Well, I think it absolutely is. You know, I have said for many years they, they could get that, in your way, John. If you're not in front of this, I'm just saying you're gonna you're gonna have to face them down in an X Men type situation. No, it's a it is a it is a natural system that we have we have intruded into with our overthinking, and we are now separate from animals in a way that is not entirely necessary. Yeah. This is the this is the problem that and I and I, I recently went to Comic Con, and and Comic Con is an extension of this larger problem that I used to see in indie rock quite a bit, which is the the mistaken idea that everyone is an artist and they just need to if we just clear out all the all the things in the way of certain people, uh, that they uh, the art that they make is beautiful. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like everyone's yeah. an artist, and and it's just that we are inhibited and we are. Uh, we are locked in our small little worlds, and we need to keep, we need to be free. We need to get free, and then art will pour forth. And I think that that is a terrible idea. It is not true at all. Not everyone is an artist. It's a kind of existential alchemy, because not every piece of metal can be made into gold. Mm-hmm. Is right. that too in much? Fact, in fact, no metal can be made into gold. Well, let's not go crazy. But, but going to Comic-Con, you see a million people who have been told their whole lives that what they are doing qualifies as art. Mm-hmm. They have been congratulated You're gonna for email. You're doing gonna get so for doing much things email. that are not art, and mm-hmm. and then now and they now they believe that it's art, and people are encouraged to congratulate them for it. Mm-hmm. It's like actually this isn't art. None of this what you're doing is art. In the same sense, you sound people, like you're dug in a little bit more than you were last week. Like you, you were on the, the fence. You were on the fence with the with the bronies last week. I was, and I was. I'm still on the fence with the bronies. I think there might be stuff in the bronies. The bronies seem nice. I think there might be stuff in the bronies that I don't understand. There still is stuff at Comic Con I know I don't understand, but there is also it is absolutely the case that there is stuff that is being that is being presented as art, which is not art. Is this an Etsy kind of thing where you make something, you make like uh, Brezhnev out of your pubes or something that kind of if thing? If someone made Brezhnev out of their pubes, I would yeah. call it art, and I would 
not bid on it, but I would be happy to watch it be bid upon. That, I, 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 I like you. I'm trying to keep an open mind, and I don't want to get ahead of myself. But I'm saying, if I could eyeball that thing. And I saw that, and I saw that it definitely was Brezhnev and probably not pubes. I would say success. Thank you. Here's your ribbon. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The thing Here's is, if it, if it looks, I think it's going to look a lot more like pubes than Brezhnev. I mean, you know, long hairs on the eyebrows notwithstanding. But with animals, mm-hmm. like take dances with wolves. Ugh. It's a classic example of a man who is, who is communing with a wolf. Yeah. And they find this commonality that they share. Now, he was not. He was not sending the wolf on errands exactly. Yeah, but it was only a matter of time before he and the wolf were snuggling up around the fire and telling. But he also drank his pee. He drank his pee in Waterworld. Oh, I didn't see Waterworld. No, I drew the line. Kevin Costner. The line on Kevin Costner stopped in like eighty. Well, I guess ninety. Well, Dances with Wolves. That's the one that beat Goodfellas, right? For the uh, for the Oscar. I don't follow their awards. I follow follow Martin Scorsese. I'm okay with that. Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. good good guy. I, I I support him. Good fellows, good movie. See, the wolf seems like an obvious thing to commune with. I'm just saying, like for example, in in a comic that I I have enjoyed at times called The Avengers. Yes. There's a team of of, of these characters. Not and, art. Hmm. Nothing. Mm. <laughs> I okay. already feel like the like the crows and other birds of Washington State of Western Washington. Yeah, I already feel that they and I are working towards a mutual understanding, and it's only a matter of time. You're already benefiting from their talking to each other. They have already still, eyeballed you. They have seen this John Roderick guy. He's keeping an eye on us, and you know what? We're keeping some fucking beady eyes on him. That's right. We need him on that's, our team. They got eyes on me. I do not. Crows do not come and rustle my hair on a downtown street. No. Crows. I am convinced, are going a block or two ahead of me and checking it out and making sure everything's cool and then communicating back. Is that good for both of you? I think so. Are you doing, are you doing each other favors? Is it something... You know what I mean? When we talk about detente, and I don't know if you know this, but the Russians don't have a word for detente. One of my all-time favorite quotes. Do you remember that? Is that, is that a sting lyric? <laughs> you know, Russians love their detente, too. <laughs> I, think it was during, it was, I think it was during the Reagan years. Somebody in his cabinet said that the Russians don't have a word for detente. Mm-hmm. And somebody had to point out to him that neither does, <laughs> neither does English. English. <laughs> but um, but you know what I'm saying here? I mean, yeah, think, yeah, yeah. think of it this way. You know, you, you, throw me, you throw me the head, I throw you the whip, right? Yeah. You're, you're saying, if, if I understand correctly, and that's a movie quote, but, but if I understand correctly, you're saying that there is an unstated, unsquawked, untalked about um, relationship, almost a, right. really a, a business development relationship with the birds. That's right. That's right. I d- see, I, I believe that, that particularly these birds, it is beneath their dignity for me to throw them a bread crust. Oh, they would, that's beneath everybody's dignity. Yeah, they would, they would, they would oh, happily... Why do people st- do that? It's so disgusting. starve rather than have a human being like throw them some food. It's, it's like throwing a chicken at a rat. Why the fuck would you feed a bird? It's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> they can feed themselves. But I feel like it is not it is not a case where I am a mole inside of human society on behalf of the birds. Mm-mm. And I don't believe that they are the birds that I'm communicating with are like betraying their own culture by by reaching out to me. Mm-hmm. I think that they recognize me as a as a, a kindred spirit and they say there's a human we can deal with. Let's just keep that on the back burner, if we see something that can help him, I slip it to we've him. Got, we've got a man on the inside, literally. That's right. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. let's just go our separate ways. If it comes down to it, we can go to this guy for counsel. Mm-hmm. If there's some human bird war, 
we can go to this guy and maybe if. well I think things things are going to get tough. I think a lot things of people are heating up. Yeah. Well, you know, did you did you read about the the crazy cat lady disease? Turns out, suppose supposedly there is, it's in their poo. It's in the cat poo. Yeah, that's right. And so, but but there's I, I I'm not I can't quote this from memory, but but the, it goes something along the lines of you know there's certain animals that need to have a host, you know, inside nice. of another animal. That's a very right. interesting thing in the nature. And if I remember this correctly, there's some kind of a I don't know if it's a bacteria or, or whatever it is, but it's Bunk something. In it's in cat poop. And and the thing is when and I, I know crazy cat ladies ping pong so I apologize. It, it, it colonizes the crazy cat ladies' brains so that they keep cats so that they become incubators for the cat poop bug. Right. I, I want to. Can I stipulate one thing just for myself? I don't, you don't have to agree with this, obviously, but but no. I would just like to stipulate this. You know, when I say cat lady, it's okay to have a cat. It's potentially okay to have two cats. Are you, you afraid of getting letters? Are you afraid you're going to get letters from people with cats? No, I just want to try and help people. I, I can't yeah. help people on the level you do, but I want to help somebody. And, you know, to be honest, I want to help some cats. So here's the thing. Uh, what's the maximum number of cats that a sane person can have? Three. And three, cats, three is real iffy. Three, three is real four, iffy. Four cats, cats is over the border into crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm but expect- cats are I'm like expect- tattoos. Like, how do you know when to stop? Like, once you got one, you go, fuck it, I might as well get nine, you know? Right. You're going to have animals in your house. You're already a little unbalanced. And so, so the, what is the number of tattoos that you can have that is over the line and you're a crazy person? Uh, one. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You're going to get some letters. Um, well, I'm not too worried about it. People on hepatitis, they uh I have, have six cats and 14 tattoos. Mm-hmm. And I'm a regular listener. Dear sir, of- I am a grackle living inside of a man mask. <laughs> but here's my thinking on this. And and I just want I want to get back to the bacteria or whatever in a second. Right. But here's the thing. I think if you've got cat a cat that's fine. It's really good if you kind of tidy up after it for all of our sakes if you find yourself getting closer and closer to the 10 cat level Mm -hmm. i think i think it's time to start thinking about some stuff right Mm -hmm. i think when you get to the greater than 10 cat level you're operating on a slightly higher level Mm -hmm. now here's the thing i think at this point first of all also john are you aware that scrapbooking when people say scrapbooking you know that's code for hoarding right Scrapbooking is code for hoarding. If you've ever go show me somebody, this is like this is like Dennis and Kirsten. If you you show me somebody who who is a quote unquote scrapbooker who's not a hoarder, I learned this the other day. Hugh Hefner has been keeping scrapbooks since his teen years, and he's up to like three thousand scrapbooks. He scrapbooks like, his of like ladies' life. underwear or like what? I don't know. He clippings. Cuts, he clips. His newspaper articles, and he—that's before he, there was Sudoku. There was clipping. he presses flowers and stuff. I don't know what he's oh. doing in these, but he has—he's got a room in the 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 Playboy Mansion of all these scrapbooks he's been keeping since the thirties. All right, well, I, I might, this might be the category error. I'm going to have to figure all this out. Porters, though. Yeah, but here's what I'm saying. I mean, there's a commonality in all these things, I'm sorry to say. All I'm saying is when you get to the point when you have greater than N cats, whatever that number is, the thing is when they die, Three. you have to get rid of them. That's, I think the big problem is first you stop cleaning up the poop, and then you stop get, getting rid of them when they die. And I think when you have more than, say, 5 to 40 cats and they are dying, mm-hmm. I think if you're not getting rid of the bodies on a fairly regular basis, it's time to start looking at yourself. That's what oh, I'm saying. I think that's well past time that you should have been looking at I'm yourself. Try, I'm not trying not, to be judgy. I'm not trying to be judgy. You're not your dead cats. Well, you know, it happens. And the thing is, according to this bacteria or whatever theory, is that that gets in the poop, the poop's in the house, you, and now you, you, you supposedly... <laughs> that's, that is the best kid's song I've, I've ever heard you write. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, cats yeah. poop. First, the there's a cat, the house. <laughs> and then there's five cats, and the cats make poop, and the and cats eat the poop. The house, and the house is in the. And poop. it's like it could, you know what? It could be like one of those school bus campfire songs where you eventually go like 99 bottles of beer on the wall. You know. Well, before that guy in Florida, like, like totally changed face eating as a meme forever. Is this the bath salts? Well, the, yeah, the, well, but it wasn't bath salts. He was just talking, talking about, about toe chewers. You're talking about shit toe chewing cats? Well, I'm talking about cats that were eating people's faces when the people died. Yeah. The people would, died in their house of 15 cats, and then the cats ate their face. That was the original face eating meme. Yeah, that, that's definitely up there in the ways I don't want to go. There's a, there's oh. a, uh, a slightly fictionalized, uh, well, the song is a slightly fictionalized version of that song, Marie Provost by, um, by Nick Lowe. Yeah. And it's about a for- former silent film star where her dog like ate her after she died. Ugh. She was a winner, but she became the doggy's dinner. He was still developing as a lyricist at this yeah. point. Yeah, Nick Cave. Nick Lowe. Oh, Nick, <laughs> no, Nick Lowe. Cave, that would be great. He'd be white. <laughs> and the tabby nibbles at the toes, the toes. Release the back! <laughs> uh, but you know what? We shouldn't get into this because we're already going to get so many letters, probably written, far into written in calligraphy. Um, I, I guess. I guess what I'm trying to get at is this: I think there is obviously, you know what? It's, it's your show. I just think there's so much power in these animals, and yeah. you, you can be for them or against them. And yeah, I think that's right. that you should. You should. If, I don't want to tell you what to do, but I can't tell you what to do. But it seems crazy to me not to leverage the way that this could benefit everyone, especially the people that you eventually want to smite. But that's the thing. I cannot, at this juncture, as much foresight as I have. As much insight as I have into these creatures, yeah. I cannot see the end from where I stand. I've been working on my relationships with the raccoons of the Northwest my entire life. Hmm. And I feel like the raccoons and I understand one another, but they are inscrutable to me. Hmm. I, can, I, I do not have the power to command them, and they don't, they don't seem to... I mean, they, they definitely want to engage. We have long conversations, mm-hmm. but then they... They do their little bow, they put their little hands together and do their little like mm-hmm. namaste. A, a namaste bow, and mm-hmm. then they are off into the darkness. And I, I just I feel like it is not a relationship that I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to to shape or move in a, in any direction. I'm just waiting and watching and keeping every once in a while we meet in a dark alley and I say hello mm-hmm. and they say namaste and we go our separate ways. And even if even if I die. And all of this collected wisdom, and it all just uh, it all I, just I, evaporates. I, I, I don't think you'll die, John. Well, it's it's conceivable if it happens. Mm-hmm. I think what what will happen is that I, that 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 someone will take me out. I'm, I'm I'm sure I've already got a crosshairs on me. You think it might be an animal that does it? No, no, not at all. The animals know. The animals know. No, and I think I think the animals have probably protected me so thus far in ways you may not even know that's but here's the thing now that spider you never know it could be a charlotte's web uh e. Mm. wilson type situation mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. could be something where that monkey net is there because you're not supposed to be in the tub maybe there's lead in that tub and it would make oh. you stupid if you licked it you're eating stuff very close to the lead you know you can have lead you can buy mm. you can go to your walgreens and you can buy a kit to find out how much lead you got in your bathtub did you know that i i didn't know that Do you know how much lead we have in our bathtub how much shit tons in your bathtub, 1928. They, they they don't replace much. I think our furnace is original. But we, you know, when you're when you first get your kid and you worry about it, yeah, you don't worry about it as much later. But so you know, did, did you, do you, you don't you don't bathe your daughter because of the lead? Well, I mean, now we don't. I don't want to get into your parenting. No, 
Well, you, no, you don't want to get into my parenting. That's a raccoon oh. in an alley, my friend. But no, no well, it's easy in the early days because you get a little bucket. You wash it, wash the child in a bucket, hmm. and there's no lead in buckets by and large. As long as you, if there is lead, you remove it. Did I do a but, bad job as a parent that I never washed my kid in a bucket when she was small enough to go in a bucket? I think it depends. It depends. Did you did you do the sink or did you just do a dunk? How did you do it? No, no. From the time she was she was a very very little person, I just mm-hmm. took her in the bathtub with me. Oh, with you. Yeah, so I had a sandwich, I had the coffee, I had the smoothie, mm-hmm. the newspapers, and then I had this little uh, zygote. Like a little bouncy seat, or was she... she did no, you, she just sat on my... Did she have any my, kind of a floating apparatus? No. She just sat on my knee. Huh. I don't think that's so bad as long as you don't, you know, singe her with the sub. She didn't die. No. Well, you know, Mazel Tov. I, 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 I don't see a problem in the world with that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, the, one, the one fear, of course, the whole time was that she was going to poop, but she never did, because, again... I looked at her. She looked at me. Mm-hmm. There was an understanding. Yes. She said namaste. Mm-hmm. I said no poop in the bathtub. You've, ru- you've never you've never gotten one of those, huh? She has never pooped on me. In never the had a man on the boat. I we had uh, we had one very tiny one that we all felt a little bit bad about, but it wasn't. I've heard people say. I mean, some people they make they, they make it sound like you know something that happens all the time. Well, there are a lot of people who are doing a terrible, terrible, terrible job of raising their kids. Well, I think one thing is they let their kids know that it's okay to poop. And I think when you send that message out, that's going to be reinforced. It's something that, you know, they, 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 I think your child should never know that you poop. Mm. You, you should, you should just assume that when they're in the bathroom, they're probably having a sub or working out some kind of relationship with grackles and raccoons. You just assume yeah. that's, that's, a, that's daddy's strategy room. Yeah. As they, as they say, you know, uh, with every generation, the, the parenting style switches. You mm-hmm. have a generation of strict parents and then a generation of lenient parents who Absolutely. feel like their I, parents I, were I too agree strict. That. I agree with yeah. that, yes. And, uh, and now I am, the, I am the new generation of strict parent. I, I, I do not want my child to think it's okay for them to do anything. <laughs> it's not okay for them. It's just not okay, period. Is it, is it guilt? Is it self-doubt? Is it fear? What, what, what's, is there one governing thing that you've, you've instilled uh, in her with terror? Guilt, self-doubt, or fear? No, none of those things. I, I don't want her to feel guilty or have any you. self-doubt or mm-hmm. any fear of anything other than me. It's strictly fear of dad. She's passing everything through a dad filter. Yeah, it's just like, what's dad going to say about this? Dad, yay or nay? And I, then can't think, I can't point, think of a possible way that could go wrong. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's foolproof. Even if, you're, then, even if you're killed by the ravens at some point. Now, they'll probably come in like with the mob. They might come in and actually want to take care of her. I don't think they always do that 100%. You know? Yeah, but when, the ravens uh, are going to recognize, because I'm already introducing her to all the birds. Does she know that? She has never known a world in which she was not being held up to birds and told to say hi. Hmm. So then the birds know, the birds know that she's the heir apparently. But don't get, don't get too friendly, right? Don't go nuts. Yeah, yeah you're not going to touch the birds. They don't no. want that. You don't want that. Don't they have dander? Birds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do have dander. But yeah. I'm not talking about, there are no birds in my house except for the owls that periodically appear in my bed. I, I've got that on a card here. I wanted to, I think, well, God, John, there's so much. We should really have, we should have a, probably, in addition to Hitler and stuff, a couple other properties. I think the owls, I mean, aren't owls in any form. And I understand that these are real owls that were really there. I, yeah. I understand that. Right. Um, you don't think that that's, that's telling you something or pushing you in a direction. It seems to me this is your, I, I, know, you're, I know you're not a papist, but it seems to me this is your, this is your uh, 40, 40 days in the desert type situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the Damascus road for me. Yeah. But I do not, but unlike a lot of, unlike a lot of prophets, unlike a lot of people who, uh, to whom Jesus appears on the Damascus Road, mm-hmm. so who will go unnamed in this podcast. Mm-hmm. I am not somebody who's going to sit down and write it all down 
thinking that I know what it is. Well, what good I'm is not, that? I'm not some Muhammad-like uh, person Easy. who's going to write a Quran. Oh, God. I am a... You're going to get so much, you're going to get so much uh, Abrahamic cosplay email. You know what? You know what? I'm going to get a lot of letters. I'm going to get a lot of letters from people who are very, very uh, angry that I took Muhammad's name in vain, none of whom are actually Muslims. They're just a bunch of liberals from Bellingham who are upset on behalf of our non-Muslim what could listeners. Be, what could be more ping-pong than apologizing, than protecting somebody on their behalf? What could be, <laughs> what could be uh, more ping-pong? It is, the, it is the ultimate condescension, and it is at the core of our, of our leftist society now. But I don't want to get into that. Okay. I do not know what the owls want, and I am not speculating. I'm waiting. I'm just seem, waiting. John, I have to tell you, for somebody whose pillows turned to owls, you seem very, very centered about this entire thing. Well, it all is. It all leads to something. Yeah. And it has I, to. It has to. I, I have to understand at this point that I do not have all the information. It's not that I have stopped researching. No. And and all the more reason that I am looking birds in the eye. Mm-hmm. Because maybe one day one of those eyes is going to flash. I'm going to need uh, John. I, I'm going to need an extra, uh, extra, extra desk because I just, I just had a flash of something like enlightenment. Where I'm seeing, I'm seeing a thread here. You're mm-hmm. open to bronies. Mm-hmm. You're looking at birds. That's right. Right. You're checking Raccoons. for, you're, you're checking for spooks in the corners. That's correct. You've got, you've got the owls there, and they're, 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 they're not talking to you because owls don't talk, but they're there. They're John, there. I think somewhere in this is a through line. We've got to keep doing this show because I think we're going I, to – I don't know. I, I, you're going to be fine either way. You have grackles, uh, crows, and ravens to protect you. But I right. think there's something here that could help a lot of people. You, you have clearly tapped into or been tapped into by something very significant. Well, my feeling is – Do you feel that, that this... when you walk around, do you feel that gravitas? You go to the mall, and do you, do you feel that sense that, that, that there's a weight on your shoulders, that you're you, – you could be a very important character. Well, since I was very young, I understood that I was an important character, but I never felt it as a weight. Hmm. It is a responsibility. Maybe the weight is a gift. The weight is a gift. Hmm. Uh, oh my god! Sometimes when I cross the street, I, um, I, 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 I haven't. I'm, I'm not going to say much about this. A friend who's not me sometimes right. crosses the street, knowing that it's going to be a tough street, knowing uh-huh. that it is near the time of day. Uh, usually, you know, I, I'm in the western part of town. People going down the street, the sun's in their eyes, they're blowing through stop signs. Tough street. Doesn't hurt to have a handful of pennies. Whoa-oh. Yeah. Rur? Oh, if they're driving real fast the other direction. You hit them with a handful of pennies? I wouldn't. Wow. No, I know. That's, I, now, if that happened to you. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Oh my God! Well, if somebody threw a handful of pennies at my car, I would pull up the emergency brake yeah. and do a four points like slide stop mm-hmm. and be out of the car before the car had stopped moving. Good luck chasing through the park, because <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? It's like the Viet Cong; oh, they yeah. know where the rabbit holes are. And you're you're, you're sitting there, you're sitting there in your white pickup truck, going, ah, "Who threw a penny at my car?" Okay. That, that's oh, how people so you throw, cars you throw a penny. You don't throw a handful of pennies. I don't throw anything, John. Oh, I see. But your friend, your your the friend who's not friend. the friend who's not me throws one penny. I think you know. And here's the thing: you get off that one of the streetcars. You know the streetcars sure. that, that you leap out of. Sure. Now, if you did your if you did your leaping exit, you might very well get hit by some dick. Because the law is so clear here, and this is a it's, good law. The law I, is when that train stops, you stop. 
You do not cross the plane of the back of the train with your ah. front of your car. You sit there like a fucking gentleman, Don't and you wait until plane. every person, every old lady, every little-aged man and his adorable daughter get off of that train, and you sit there, and you don't make a face. But people don't do this. Well, this is why I think pedestrian pennies should be a thing. Mm. I think if you do that, if you you start even sliding up when the doors aren't closed, you should wait until the train's gone, I think. Here's a technique that I have used to great effect over the years. Pedestrian pennies. And it is, it's in the family of throwing the penny. Mm -hmm. And that is, if a car goes by you too closely... If a car takes a corner and you were about to step off the sidewalk to cross the road and suddenly this guy is right in front of you, if you kick the car really hard and then act like it hit you. an injury. Are you talking about about a hood, a trunk, a quarter quarter panel? Hit a quarter panel. Quarter panel is good. If you can hit a trunk, a trunk though, they didn't, you know what I mean? They sped by. They're busy not looking at you because they're embarrassed. Right. Right? You, the thing is, a trunk, it's like a kettle drum. But if you kick a quarter panel, you can yeah. actually you can actually do some damage. You can oh, you mean like dam- on a quarter panel of the last quarter century? Yeah. The la- the, oh, the, that's just, that's a joke, those quarter panels. You go, boom, and then they look in their rearview mirror, and mm-hmm. you are grabbing your leg and writhing. Are you making agony? this face? Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Half the time, the car will stop, and the person will get out and say, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And then you can like... Do the walk it off, like so. It's cool. It's cool. Just watch where you're going. And then, yeah, walk it off. But other times, you know, they speed off, and then they, and then it haunts them. They I would never. Back, I, I would never try to defend pedestrian pennies. I don't need to. I've never done it. But but here's what I will tell you, John. I do not know a lot about life. You know mm-hmm. about life, and I hope you'll tell me if this resonates with you. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are very few people who do a bad thing one time. Oh, that's absolutely true. I think that's if you're, you're going to go out, are villains. if you're going to go out and make yourself a lady horse, I don't think you do that one time. Yes, but, yes, of course. Let's let let's be honest. You have to have a first time. Yeah. I'm just saying that for all kinds of bad diddling, in particular, I don't yep. think you just go. Oh, well, that's fine. I've had my six pack, and now I'm done. No, 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 no. You don't. You, you escalate. Don't get you that's escalate. Right. It goes higher. You watch any. You listen. You read any of these books about the Quantico, which I think might be a bit of a scam. But you read about the Quantico. You read about the studying. You read about the lector, and you learn that it goes up and up and up. Again, we're back to Chickatillo. But this is the, the. But it is possible, I believe. Now, this is one of the the, the big problems of growing up is mm-hmm. you want to say it is possible to learn and grow. Because you want to be able to learn and grow yourself. But at the same time, you have to look at other people and realize that it's very unusual that someone learns or grows as they get older. Really. And in my own case, back in the Soul Patch days, mm. I was kicking people's quarter panels and pretending that they'd run over my leg. Well, of course all you were. You were kicking truth to power. But I don't do it anymore because no. I've learned and grown. And so when a car cuts me off now, I just, I t- I just go. You will get yours down the road when the birds come to peck out your eyes. In the meantime, are you really? Are you thinking? Are you so? First of all, kudos. It sounds yeah. to me like you've evolved. Thank you. And you got rid of that fucking beard. I, I used to have one of those. I looked so stupid. I have the a soul photograph. Patch? I had one in the early two thousands. It was mm. execrable. It looked awful. You look great in a mustache. I don't know why you don't wear one. That's not even. That's not even funny. It's not even a joke. No, no, no. Your mustache is spectacular. You look like. Uh, you look like. The, the prince in the Princess Bride. You know, when I was younger, I looked like Pirate Roberts. You, look well, like the you know, when I was younger, I, I I I was told by many people that I looked like a cross between him and Michael Palin. Which you thank you and thank you. Mm-hmm. Now I'm hideous. Think, now, I'm, think, now I'm a grotesquerie. If you grew a mustache right now, you would look immediately like the Dread Pirate Roberts, who had aged a little bit. Yeah, except the, the catcher's mitt. 
Um, I, uh, uh, boy, there's levels to this, John. There's so many levels to this. I, you know, I'm, I guess I shouldn't really push your buttons about this animal issue because it's probably something you can't talk about. But I'm fascinated by that. I'm trying to grow as a person, John Roderick. I'm trying, uh, first of all, you know what I mean? It's like a mountain in Muhammad, no offense. But yeah. like you start out and you're kicking fenders in a soul patch. Right. And then you go a little further and you go, well, fuck you. The birds are going to peck your eyes out one day. I want right. to reach the point in life. Where and I've given up on the Buddhism. I don't have time to sit. I'm, I, yeah, I can't I do it. No, I it's love the boring. Buddhism. I just, I just, I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's boring. It's, it's all yoga. It's got a lot of rules. People. It's got a lot of rules. Well, all religions do. That's the thing about them. Okay. So anyway, uh, I uh, and so you know where I want to evolve to the point where, uh, and this is this is the phrase. This has become it's certainly not not a mantra, but it's something I think about. And the phrase is "stupid's not allowed to stick to me." And oh, so, hey, and so wow, I, you're. You're stupid Teflon. Yeah, it's a kind of, I would call that Dr. Philism. I'm stupid Teflon. Stupid's not allowed to that stick to me. That might be the awesomest uh, rapper name ever. Stupid Teflon? MC, Stu- MC Stupid Teflon. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, and you can see, stupid's not allowed to stick to me. What am I, the fat boys? What the fuck kind of rapping is that? I don't know. It sounded, it sounded like some, some really bad... It sounded like something yeah. that would be happening at the gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> sounds like something that happened at a corporate event where they go, let's bring up Bob Henderson to do his rap. Okay, now we're talking about the hold steady. Uh, oh, oh, man, that's going on the card with the religion. I'm cutting all of that out. You say another bad word about the cold steady and you're going to have a raccoon in your house, my friend. Uh, I can't rac- believe you aren't into that. There a raccoon in here already. Don't you like Bruce Springsteen? Don't. Okay, so um, I'm trying to grow as a I person. I like him personally. I think yeah. he's a super guy. I was on an airplane the other day, and the oh, guy next God. to me was like, "Yeah, so uh, so, what do you do?" And I'm like, oh, "I'm a musician." He's like, "Oh, really? What kind of band are you in?" I'm like, "Yeah, oh, it's a rock and roll band." He's like, "You mean like the Boss?" <laughs> uh, uh, I got on the wrong fucking airplane. How early? How early in the oh, flight? Right away. This... Right away. Oh and no! Then, and then he digs in his backpack. He's there with his daughter. Uh, his daughter's like like thirteen. He years has old. no idea how lucky he was to have her there. He's the, the daughter's looking out the window the whole time. He digs in his backpack and produces a, a, a fistful. I'm talking about a fistful of uh, Slim Jims. <laughs> He's like, "Want a jerky?" <laughs> and I feel like I got to take a jerky off this guy. It's it's a gesture. It's a human gesture on an airplane to offer somebody. Was you it know, like, a branded uh, Macho Man Randy Savage style Slim Jim? No, no, no. It was just a it was just a regular Slim Jim. Was it like a Trader Joe's jerky? It was not a Trader Joe's jerky though. It was a proper it was a proper like full of chemicals and and uh, uh, whatever those awful, sweet sweet and salty like for real like teriyaki kind of jerky. Yeah, yeah, but not even teriyaki flavored. This was like oh. standard form nitrate impregnated jerkies. Did you eat it? Yeah, I ate like a half a dozen of them because he kept every time I would finish one, he'd be like, "Want another jerky?" As he's talking to me about the boss. Oh, John, that sounds like a jam up. As someone, as as people who are into the boss do, where they're talking to you about the boss as though you they are Mormons and you are Mormons, but you have never heard of Mormonism, (laughs) right? Like you obviously understand and are just as big a fan, but they're also repeating everything just in case you didn't know about. Just in case you didn't know that Nebraska was his best record. And I'm sitting next to this guy. He's a perfectly nice guy. I kept trying to steer the conversation to Dylan because he also wanted to talk about Dylan. But he, he kept bringing it back to the boss. And I just mm-hmm. don't have that much to say about the boss. I'm not opposed to the boss. Well, I mean, I'm going to change the subject to the best of my uh, I am ability here. Study, 
Yeah, which is that, you know, I, I really don't like steer the conversation guy. And it happens on planes. And when I'm on a plane, I was on a plane this past week. And I mean, I, I think it's super important in the first, especially before, oh my God, before the flight, but especially in the period before the food, really up until just the point of right before landing. We've got yeah. our final design. Like, you have to throw a shape that you are not going to be the talky person, that you're not going to be receptive, that yep. when they go, huh? Sky yep. Mall. You're not going to respond. You're not going right. to move. You don't hear. You're not there. You're not That's there. Right. But the problem with this flight, it was a flight to San Diego, and I thought I made the I made the category error of thinking that West Coast flights for me are all really short. It's like I got on a plane. I'll be in San Francisco <laughs> maybe, in an hour. Or maybe two. temporarily. <laughs> They're just like. <laughs> they're just it's just like i'm just walking through a door basically i walk through a door onto a a, a, a metal tube full of long pigs a fart tube full of long pigs <laughs> i'm gonna be on here for a few minutes and then i'm off the other side and i'm somewhere else but san diego is two and a half hours away it was a long it's not a long flight san, but san was, diego might as well be mexico yeah it's mexico with volleyball san diego is wow so boring Wow, it's not even that it's boring. It's like a, it's worse than boring because it's boring and also grotty, right? It's also like grotty, like a crotch. It's grotty, like a crotch, but it's like boring. like 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 a, like a nut butter churn. It's it's like you 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 walk past these places and you think there are still bars like that. All right, there are still bars like that that aren't in Southern Europe, where people are are just uh, are that seedy. But also boring. Oh, like, that's a terrible combination. Yeah, CD is is often at least at least in the foyer of. It's like people who who steal cheap things. Exactly. San you know, Diego I mean, is you don't say, is that? Am, am I wrong? No, that's that's exactly right. I, I read something once. Uh, this was pretty good career advice, I thought. Which is, uh, and I, I broke it. I've broken it my entire life. But uh, never, never steal anything more expensive than a pencil where you work. I think it's true. I think when you steal, you steal big. You got to steal fucking big. You steal little. You know what I'm saying? That would be like that would be like having a wife that you love and uh, necking with somebody. Ugh. You know that's gr- it's so gross. Like I personally, I, I I have no interest. I mean, like I couldn't live with myself if I did something like that. But if I but were, if I'd, I would cheat blow on your it wife. out. Oh, I'd fucking blow it out. You're gonna but, cheat on your wife. It's gonna be at the. It's gonna be at the Playboy Mansion, and it's gonna be like three days. Not even the. Oh God, the Playboy Mansion, man. Ugh, they they couldn't make my pants move at a place like that. It would be a lot darker, John. It would be a lot darker. Is that right? It'd be no. a, it'd be a donkey show in TJ. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Hold Steady records. <laughs> There's a donkey, and he's up on the stage. The donkey's up there, and he's filled with rage. Tijuana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm reading out of our employee handbook. Over, <laughs> uh, over. Oh, it's going on the list, going on the list. They're so over good. Bruce Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. Oh, God damn it. You get an anti-bell for this. Oh, dead bell. I, dead I have so bell. much to cover. Okay, so I think people who steal cheap things are are, are tedious. Yeah. Right? Uh, and it's petty. It's petty. You're like, you're like fucking Peter Lorre. You're like, people who steal big things are are, are, are petty and small. You got to really steal big to yeah. earn my admiration. Well, I this is something we obviously cannot get into, but... but f- I, you're you're a wealthy rock star, but yeah. getting something, I'm just saying, you're not going to go do a fucking Kickstarter for Super Train. People are going to see that coming a mile off. You're going to need some substantial James Bond villain type shit to bootstrap Super Train. Speaking of which, yeah. 
There's an island in the middle of San Francisco Bay, a five-acre island, uninhabited, that recently was on the market for $22 million. Mm-hmm. And the other day, I read an article in the real estate section God. Of, a, of, a, of, a, of a newspaper that will go unnamed that said that the price of this island had been reduced to $5 million. Whoa. This is the island that is that over... That sounds haunted, John. It's over by Sausalito, like uh, it's between Alcatraz and... Like and, over by Angel Island, there's like these little islands. I, yeah. I, I remember hearing that there was... An, for a second, I thought you meant the Farallons, which would not be a nice place to live. But no. but you're saying right in that super expensive Hebraic area near... Uh, near not Angel Island, but uh, Tiburon, like near Tiburon, that kind of area? Right. There's an island for sale over there for $5 million. And it occurred to me that $5 million for a lot of people in San Francisco is just the interest payment on their boat. I cannot believe that some, it's called, what is it called? Red Rock Island? Hmm, I'll look this up. Here hmm. it is right here. Well, I mean, obviously you don't, you're selling past the clothes. It's a no brainer. I would pick up Why every, hell, I would pick up every island. If there was if an I, island available, I'd buy it. Yeah, if I worked for Apple or uh, some other company <laughs> down there that, that was paying people billions, I love dollars. it when I know where the source of your facts come from. <laughs> when you I, when you have a new file card on some phenomenon based on hearing something from one or two people, I like to know. Rare, occasionally, I will know where that came from. <laughs> anyway, in this one instance, this island, Red Rock Island, oh, boy, is for look sale at that. in San Francisco <gasps> Bay. Six acres of rock. And it is now only $5 million. I can't believe... Uh, first of all, I am super mad that I don't have $5 million. Because I would be buying that island right now. And what an incredible place for your evil genius. Like, you make couldn't, a you, if you had, if you had, If you had paper mache and five gay men, you could not make a scarier looking villain island than that. Isn't that an incredible villain it's, island? It is literally red. And it, is a and it looks like from rock. an angle, it looks like a pirate ship. You would be living on that island, and I think you would build a one-story house with a lot of glass and a helipad, and you would be so evil over there. I, I, know, I know you're not into, into the comics and the Avengers, but we should get back to Ant-Man at some point. But, yeah. but, you, uh, but do you think most of that would be subterranean? I'm just thinking. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, of course. You, I mean, the, what, it would look like a mansion, but then underneath— oh, you, you, I see what you're saying. You'd have, you'd have hundreds of guys all wearing jumpsuits— Running back oh, and forth. It's a no-brainer, and you'd have a tube. Metal, yeah, that's you'd right. have a series of tubes that could get them to various different places. You could series have one tube. one that goes to the Whole Foods, Wait, uh, it's probably one that goes to the Goodwill. It's privately owned island in San Francisco. Is Bay. that right? Are you I've, kidding me? That's, uh, you know what? I just, what the fuck is wrong with this city? Why do I not own this already? John, there's, 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 no, there's no reason. There's no fucking reason that you should not own this island. You know, Somebody I understand that you've got what you've gotten, and you're sometimes upsotten. That's right. But but this is the, you know what you should go you should go talk to your boss well your your pseudo boss you should talk to your uh, your contact your your field agent you should yeah. talk to Paul Allen about this that's walking around money for him what I'm thinking he could stake you what I'm thinking is we have a lot of listeners to this program yeah uh, we have oh a lot of listeners God. of this program if you say how what kick, is the right what Kickstarter is, I'm turning the whole thing off what is the right uh, what what is the the right word that I'm looking for there constituency the right constituency we have a we have a large constituency is that right would you say that I would say. Mm-hmm. I'd say that. And some of those people are software billionaires. <laughs> and, there's, I, I, and they're sitting right now in an unfurnished house, right, on the same couch that they brought from their college dorms. 
And they're looking up. They have one poster on the wall, and it's a, po- a poster of a white Porsche. It's, it's the, something the... by Josh Josh Whedon, I'll bet. <laughs> it's from that TV show, Serenity. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They're sitting in their house, they, and it's one of those houses where the entryway is like three stories tall, mm-hmm. but there's no furniture in it. And they're la- they're sitting in a beanbag chair. They're listening to Roderick on the line, mm-hmm. and they're thinking, God, I should buy that island for John Roderick. Yeah. And if it, after they after they turn the show off and they they sit down with their vegan uh, wheatgrass and they listen to intelligent dance music, whatever the fuck that is, they take mm-hmm. a moment to think. They pull out an extremely costly fountain pen that they hardly ever use. They walk out by the immaculately it's a gift. Yeah, oh, well, it could be maybe maybe they got it from uh, with some of their the uh, the stock options. You go out to the pool that you never use, right? You're 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 basic. You're basically uh, what's his name, Benjamin Braddock, right? You're you're basically the graduates, you know, dad at this point. Even though right. you're like 20 and you're wearing a fucking hoodie, yeah. right? And so you go and you think to yourself for a minute. And you start thinking, oh, I should start a foundation. I should change the world. Yeah, I yeah, should yeah. make a rubber bracelet. Yeah. Fuck you. Buy an island for John Roderick. That's right. That'll That's right. change. Here's some how you're going to change the world. If I was, if I oh, had that man. island, the world would be get, would. That would be the first sign. This is your you know, Sudeten land, John. The thing is, you need a foothold. The thing is, this is not, I'm just going to say, I don't want to say too much here. This is not going to sustain the level of fucked upness that you're going to be bringing forth with Super Train. Just, and let's be honest, right now a train can't get there. That's, a, that's an implementation problem today. They used to think you couldn't fly to Paris. That's right. They used to think you couldn't take a train to Paris. But I don't want to use a rock climbing metaphor. This is a foothold. This is a place. It looks like a fucking pirate ship. It would not cost. You know what they do a lot of times, John? Are you telling me, if I understand correctly, are you telling me they wanted 20-some million dollars for this, and then they busted it down to 5 million? They call that a distressed property. This is something they're trying to move. They probably, they probably, you know what? They probably, uh, not not a refi, a, uh, you know, when people don't pay their mortgage, you know? They, it's a uh, short sale, or it's a yeah, you know, it's a yard, yard, yard possession. Right. Exactly. They went and did a yard possession on this. They don't. They, now they have to pay the electricity. They're having to pay for the pirate flag. Well, there's no electricity out there. Not that you know of. Right. Well, the thing is, I but, bet. But you, who, who owned it before them? I bet you. You know, What's it's been in some owner? family for many, many years. And I uh-huh. bet you, what happened is they go out there and they realize that it's an Indian burial ground. Or something like that. They spent the night on the beach one time in a in a, in a tent, yeah. and in the middle of the night, a, a, an entire army of dead soldiers came and spooked them Mm. and they were like we can't live on that island let's get out of here and they split and the island has been undeveloped all these years but i feel like my experience enables me to go to that island and make a detente a rapprochement Mm -hmm. with whatever spooks are there and say listen listen spooks right this island is going to be the headquarters let's talk Right of a, of 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 super train and a, a, of an evil empire that I'm building, uh, which is not evil. It's chaotic good. That's they're often mistaken for one another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I need your help here, and the first thing we need to do is like put the kibosh on some of this spooking hmm. and get you like back into a comfortable place. If that means I have to burn some sage, I will. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not gonna ha- I'm not gonna put up any prayer flags or anything like that. No. But if you need like a like a water feature. Even though we're on an island in the middle of a bay, I'll put up a little drippy water feature if that soothes you, if that calms you. Mm-hmm. Give them give focus. And then we can get to work building a network of tunnels and then a, and a, and a big sort of like a Frank Lloyd Wright style house on the top. Not Frank Perry. Pan- Not Frank. Oh, God, no. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to look like a 
like a slinky that somebody stepped on. <laughs> Wanted to look like a in pig. June 2007, Glickman, now a gem dealer in Thailand, what announced Glickman. that it was for some- Glickman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boy, there was a plan in the eighties to cut off the top half of the island. What a goddamn shame. An asshole. What, oh god damn it, John. I think you have you're gonna have to burn some fucking serious sage. In the nineteen eighties the plan was floated plan was floated. Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia. But it's never like, implemented to remove the top half of the island, which would be sold for highway roadbed construction. This guy's thinking on a super train level. The island would then be developed with a 10-story hotel and casino. Ten stories on that island, really? Lord. And a yacht hop- harbor on the lee, which apparently means north side. Water and power would be provided. Connected to the San Rafael Bridge. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Step zero. First of all, you got to get $5 million. Plus, right. plus whatever. You're gonna, it, you, when you have a distressed property, John, a lot of times you can go in, as I understand it, you're a property owner, I am not. Yeah. You go into someplace and you say, oh, this seems like a pretty nice place. Wow, it used to be a lot more expensive. I'd like you to make some renovations. And I'm, I'm just thinking the renovations might not be anything. You know what? They need to not be things that anyone sees. But put in, put in a couple power plugs just to get you started. A place, you know, if you want to listen to music or you want to be able to heat up a sub. There right? might already be tunnels on that island. But I would not I, be surprised at all. The thing is, I, I, I uh, what, what, the secret to do to do this correctly would be that as you're building a network of tunnels, mm-hmm. the Frank Lloyd Wright style house that you build on the top, you make a big show of making it zero uh, emissions. It's green. It's a it's greenhouse. A greenhouse. It's a greenhouse. And you got solar panels. You got a solar powered elevator. So everybody thinks that you are uh, that you are. A super good billionaire. Uh, Your house is so green that it generates power, and you it, fucking give it away. Right. You give it away. You give it back to the San Rafael Bridge, which I don't yeah. think is a real bridge. But you have those lines. You know what? There's lines there already. No problem. We're going to shoot that right back to you. You're welcome. That's ba- That's to you. That's from us, mm-hmm. because... We are green, and we have the island in San Francisco Bay, and God bless America. You could open an educational center there. Educational unquote. center? Do you have a, you, you, the beach is off limits to anyone but seals? Mm-hmm. You know, this education center could teach people a lot about the delicate ecosystem of the bay. It would be really useful. Meanwhile. If I got a little help here to kind of, you know, booster this up a little bit. We're going to have kids out here. We should right. probably get some fortifications. There's going to be there's there's a network of tunnels and and the uh, tunnels will get the kids here faster. You know you know you got to sign forms and ride on buses. How am I going to get the kids out there? I want to educate them. Oh whoa! Wait a minute. Now I'm looking at a picture of this island. It is right next to the San Rafael Bridge. Like people on the San Rafael Bridge can look down into your bathroom in your as yet unconstructed house. Does that change your strategy at all? Well. I think we would just we would have to orient all of the sort of green technology the 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 uh, the the green technology beard we would have to orient it so that it was visible from the bridge mm-hmm. so that people could as they're driving to work in San Rafael or uh, at that prison there yeah they're thinking god that is the type of billionaire maybe you could have children with a disease come and make a mandala in the side or, or maybe some, some kind I, of a quilt or a, or a mosaic, call, but something. I, I don't think we call them diseases anymore. I'm not sure what oh, the uh, terminology s- uh, Sickness tunities? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, like, uh, like uh, I think they're called abilities now. Mm-hmm. I'm, Children with, with abilities. I'm having a abilities. difficult time finding out what kind of fauna you have on the island. 
I'm sure they have sea lions. I'm sure well, they have. I just think it's, I think it's very interesting. There's a place called Seal Rock, right? Where there's lots of seals. Every everything I've seen out in the middle of water in San Francisco Bay has shit tons of stupid animals on it. I don't see any animals on this, John. I don't even see any birds. Mm. I think there's something. I think there's there's something awful on Red Rock Island. I, there's something going on. There's you something going check. on on Red Rock Island. <sighs> it's kind of an X Men joke. The I the uh, you know what. What do, do we you, have to do to get to Red Rock Island? Okay, here's do the thing. Do I have thing. to fly we, down there right now? Uh, is that something you could do? Fly down to San Francisco if you figure out how to get to Red Rock Island. Here's the thing. I bet you that there's not, apart from our friend Scott, there's not that many billionaires that would actually today pony up $5 billion plus closing costs, whatever the fuck that means. But I'm really? saying... You don't think we have enough listeners who are software billionaires that one of them is going to pony up this money. So you're taking a different approach. You're saying based on our sampling size of our vast, vast constituency, there's no reason, there's no fucking reason not to think that one of them has $5 billion in checking right now. They could go over today with the cash. All we're asking for is 5 million. It's it's a piece of paper, one cashier's check. Right. Now, what are these people, where are these people based that we want to buy this from? This is the, we, we should probably find out a little more. I'm going to do a little more Glickman? intelligence. Is it, is it still Glickman? Glickman's in, in Thailand. He's a gem dealer. Glick, Glickman's dealing gems in Thailand. Is it still Glickman? Okay. Well, I don't know. But well, this Boy. is stuff. You're in San Francisco. You I need am, to do the yeah. research here. No, do, I will. Do, I'll do, do some footwork on this. It seems to me, here's the other thing, John. It was $20 million. I need I need to just read this one when I'm not talking to you. But apparently, wow, somebody bought the island in 1964 for $49,000. You spend that on guitar strings. You spend that on guitar strings in a year. Forty nine thousand dollars. That's your bathtub's going to cost that much, if I can say. Oh my say. god, I, I I I've spent that much just lighting my cigars with hundred dollar bills. <laughs> and you don't even like cigars. I, don't, I just light them and I throw them out the window. <laughs> Into your money pile, <laughs> I go, which is right next to your cigar house. Forty nine thousand dollars. <laughs> Come on, I've had wheatgrass enemas that cost more than that. <laughs> That's good. That's good.